Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at LSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. In this episode, I'm speaking with Courtney Arrington, a CPA in Virginia who writes the blog, The Accounting Struggle, that provides guidance for students and professionals with CPA exam study tips, networking advice, and more. Courtney earned her degree from Virginia Commonwealth University and spent two and a half years in public accounting before moving into an investment role. Courtney and I discussed what the process was like for her to grow her blog and following, the value in being open about your failures in the profession, advice for young professionals, and much more. Here's what she had to say. So funny story. I was never in my life interested in accounting. <laughs> Definitely would never be interested in that until I stumbled across it when I took my first accounting course. I was studying at VCU for, I was undeclared, but I just thought I was going to do general business. And of course, I had to take accounting. So my first accounting class, um, I had a really enthusiastic professor. It was at 8 a.m. He kept me really engaged. And I felt like overall, the information was just super important and useful. And I was like, well, anything I do in business, I'm going to want to know this stuff. Maybe I should look more into this. And then I started looking into like what accounting careers looked like and the, the different things people could do and the amount of money you can make. And that was what made me declare as an accounting major. I decided that that was the route that I wanted to go, but it was totally by accident. And so once you declared accounting as your major, was there anything once you got in it that you were surprised by or didn't expect, especially since you said that kind of wasn't your plan originally going into school? Yeah, well, the one thing I would say that was like, um, kind of a surprise is that accounting is not, or the people who make up the accounting field, they're really not, it's not like what people brand it as um, in popular media. You think of accounting as really boring, very dry, a bunch of really boring people who just are completely antisocial. And when I first started going to like accounting events, you know, like summer programs and things that um, like were networking events, I realized that accountants are so much fun and so lively and have personalities. And they just, I mean, of course, accountants work hard, but they, I was just surprised and taken aback by how much fun is like it, emphasized in the accounting industry. There's so many happy hours. There's just so much emphasis on making sure that accounting is fun. Um, and so that was one of the biggest surprises, I think, that I had when I first kind of explored into it. Right. I think that's something I've heard a lot of um, students and, you know, young professionals say, you know, it's obviously portrayed a certain way in the media when actually mm -hmm. there is so much more to accounting than what you see on TV shows and what they make jokes about. Right. Uh, so after you graduated college, uh, what did you do next? So right out of college, I started working. Um, I worked for a company called Dixon Hughes Goodman. They're a regional size CPA firm. So I, I went straight into public accounting. I had done an internship with them my senior year. So I had worked in their tax internship program. And then when I graduated, I went straight into working tax full time. So I was working on a bunch of different tax clients. I got a lot of great exposure to different types of clients. And I was also studying for the CPA exam at the same time. Um, 
when I first graduated, I graduated in May and the job wasn't starting until October. So I had a little bit of time to just focus on the CPA exam. Of course, initially I thought that I'd be finished it by October. And I quickly, as I got into the materials, I realized that it was going to take a little longer. So um, it was great having other CPAs to be around and work around and have that experience from while I was preparing for the exam. So that was something that I thought was really helpful. And then when did you, you know, decide to create your platform, uh, the accounting struggle? How did that come about? Okay, so that happened kind of like as soon as I got into my position. So as soon as I started working full time in public accounting, I was probably, I want to say I started the accounting struggle in 2017. Um, so it was like right once I had gotten into the first few months of my career, I realized, wait a minute, this is so much harder than I thought it was going to be. When I was in school, I knew accounting was, you know, rigorous. And of course, I, I, understood that it was hard work, but I performed really well as a student. I had, you know, pretty good grades and I was, um, had a strong GPA and everything. So I thought that the transition into real life would be similar, like, oh, it'd be hard, but you know, I mean, I know the, I know the information. So of course I'm going to do well. That was kind of my mindset. But once I realized that applying the knowledge was a totally different ball game and that there was so much to learn, I had to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that was something that was new for me. Um, and I thought to myself, well, surely I can't be the only person who is struggling with this. Like just the whole working a full-time job um, in, in, in that type of capacity, coupled with the fact that I was still studying for the CPA exam, I was trying to figure out adulting at that level. Um, I just felt like it was all a lot of, it was just a struggle in general. So I started the accounting struggle really just to kind of note whenever I figured out something like, oh, here's what I learned about like what you should do in your internships, or here's what I've learned about how to not go over a budget when you're working on certain projects. Um, because, you know, I worked in a billable hours type of um, environment. So I just talked about those little things, things that I would discover, things that I struggled with but overcame just so that other people could kind of understand when they're entering into accounting that they would have an idea of what to expect. And um, the response was pretty overwhelming. And a lot of people were like, oh my God, I totally relate to this. And so that's what's kept me continuing with the accounting struggle and growing it even more into what it is now. That's awesome. And that was another um, question that I was going to ask you, you know, you said the response was overwhelming. And when you first started, you know, uh, writing blog posts, creating this content, were you thinking that it would resonate with, with people um, so quickly? Or did it kind of grow at the pace that you expected? I didn't think anyone would read it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> When I first wrote it, I mean, this was like my first, I've, I've never been like a blogger, but I wanted to do something that was like fun in my personality. And I wanted to be as transparent as possible because for one, I felt like, okay, there are people who really work with me and know me. So I can't pretend like I'm just out here killing it when there are people who can not, they can say that's not true. We work with Courtney. We write her review notes. We 
we know where she's struggling. So I wanted to be as honest and as transparent as possible. And so I think I didn't realize how much that would resonate with people because a lot of the videos and the things that I would see like blog posts were kind of aimed at like how to be a top performer in your role, how to pass the CPA exam in three weeks. And, you know, it was all of this like high performance, um, type of energy around the things that people were writing but there wasn't really anything where people were like okay this is really hard here's where I messed up here's where I've made mistakes um I just wasn't finding a lot of that and so I was kind of surprised that the response was so positive and so well received and I think it really took off when I started talking about my struggles with the CPA exam in particular um I was mostly writing about general things like how to decide between tax and audit and that kind of stuff at first but once I started talking about okay I failed the CPA exam I studied for months I prepared for it and I went in there and I failed that was when people started to respond and send me messages and say oh my god the same thing happened to me I feel so motivated by what you're saying and so that's where it kind of I was surprised by it but I was also like oh good I'm not alone this is not all in my head I'm not the only person who's struggling a lot of what you can see is, you know, articles on how to succeed, how to be the best, which are great and definitely have their place. But like you mentioned, I think a lot of people relate and appreciate the perspective like, hey, I, I worked really hard at this and I did my best, but it didn't turn out exactly how I was hoping. And, you know, here's what I learned from it. And maybe that can be helpful to you, especially in a profession like accounting where kind of accuracy is really highly valued. Right, right. So you obviously have a ton of content since you've been doing this since uh, 2017. And mm -hmm. did you start with a blog or did you know that you were going to create, you know, a YouTube channel, have a Facebook page? How did it kind of grow? Um, so I just started with a blog and I was just writing. I was just writing about my experience. And then it got to a point where it was easier for me to record it with video because I had so much to say. <laughs> and I felt like I could be more detailed if I could just make a video. And so I think it was probably 2018 or so where I started to make videos and just make uh, upload them to YouTube. One of the first videos that I uploaded was really just like a... Um, kind of like a vlog, which was capturing uh, my experience at the NABA convention that I went to in New Orleans. And this was maybe 2018 or 2017, I can't remember. But I wanted people to see how fun accounting can be, what a, a networking event looks like, what it's like to see a bunch of people who look like you in the same room, who are in the same place in their career, and um, just kind of break some of the stereotypes about accounting. Because again, I feel like it's just, everyone just thinks it's a really, really boring field and it's not. So that was my first video. And then I started making videos where I thought it would just be easier to, to talk about it. I still do write-ups for those videos that I put online, but I think that it's easier for people to just sit and watch my videos. Um, and then from there, I started sharing some of that content to my personal social media accounts as well, just because I want to be able to reach people. And I know they're all in different spaces. So LinkedIn, I usually, when I do a, a video on YouTube, I'll share it to LinkedIn because I know that that's where accountants are. Accountants aren't necessarily just hanging out on YouTube, but I know for a fact that they're on LinkedIn. So I always share that content there so that they can find it. And again, I just, I always have such a great excuse me, a great overwhelming response um, 
of like people asking more questions. And when they ask more questions, I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's another video. And so that's why it just continues to kind of go from there. And it sounds like you're really in touch with um, your audience and the people engaging with your content. Uh, and I'm wondering, what are some of the most common questions that you get from the people who are commenting and reaching out to you? What are they asking you about? Um, mostly people are asking me specifically about the um, CPA exam, just because that is something that I think most accountants struggle with, the, depending on, I mean, no matter what you're doing in accounting, that that is something that everybody kind of has to tackle if they, you know, of course, choose to. Accounting, getting your CPA license is like a very difficult process. So if I were only speaking about my experience in tax, I'd be leaving out all the people from audit, financial accounting, all of those people. So um, when I talk, when people ask me, they're like either asking me questions about how did I prepare for a retake or which section should I take first and how do you study and how do you manage studying while you're working um i'll get those types of questions or i'll just generally have people saying thank you for making this video i i was gonna quit like i wasn't gonna keep going and now that i see this video that you posted of you passing it just motivates me to continue trying and messages like that make me feel like it's all worth it it's embarrassing to kind of say hey I've, I've been failing at this for so long <laughs> but it makes it so worth it when people are like this really motivated me to keep going I was honestly just going to stop and I didn't think it was for me and now I see that I should continue on my journey so it's just I mean that kind of that kind of stuff really it blesses me it makes me feel like I'm working within my purpose oh my gosh yeah I'd imagine that it's especially special for you because you have gone through the CPA exam so you do know what that yes. experience is like and you can relate to people who are maybe having a difficult time with it Right. Definitely. So since you get asked a lot about the CPA exam, do you have any just like top tips that you would offer to people who maybe are thinking about going through it or in it right now that uh, you think are really good to remember? Yeah, I think the first thing is mindset is like over everything. When it comes to studying for the CPA exam, it has nothing to do with how smart you are. Um, it's really, it's not even solely about your strategy. It's about your level of endurance. And I, you have to make the decision that I'm in this to complete it. And I will continue going at it until it's complete. And so I think that that's the first step is just having the right mindset about it and understanding that the journey is yours. It's not always going to look like your other, you know, your peers. There's some people who are successful at it on the first try and they never fail. And that's awesome for them, but it's okay if that's not your journey. Um, so I think that that's probably the first thing is really just mindset. Another thing is being strategic and how you go about studying. I have a ton of videos where I talk about how I wasted too much time, um, just spending a lot of time in the library, kind of not really focused, not having a real, a real strategy around how I was studying. So I would advise checking out some of those videos so you can see like the best ways to cover the information, some techniques I use, like looking at um, multiple choice questions before I look at the lecture, just so that that I can really try to test my own knowledge before I see where I'm struggling. I think things like that, um, determining which software is going to work best for you and your learning style. Um, I talk about all of these things in my in my YouTube channel. Um, 
So I would say overall, you just have to have the right mindset and understand that it's your journey. And then you have to have a really good strategy for how you're going to complete it. And speaking of your YouTube channel, looking through that, uh, one of the videos I saw was how to navigate office politics, which I thought was so interesting because I think especially for young professionals, a lot of them, even if you have been in internships in an office, it can feel really different when you're in the office mm-hmm. as you know a full-time paid uh, employee of an organization. Yes. Do you have Definitely. any advice to um, maybe recent college grads or young professionals about, you know, I'm, I know you mentioned too earlier, figuring out adulting <laughs> you would offer, you know, try to remember this as you're going into the office or interacting with coworkers, that kind of stuff. Um, so one thing that I think I've learned in all of my years of working, because I was a non-traditional college student, so I've had work experience prior to accounting, and now this is the more like corporate serious work that I've done in my life. So of all of the things that I've learned, I would say, while you can be friendly with people at work, understand that at the end of the day, you're there to do a job. You're not there to have friends and to um form friendships. That's not to say that you won't create great friendships from people that you work with, but the primary thing that you're there to do is to perform. So making sure that you remember that and always keeping that at the top of mind. So um, a lot of times it's easy for people to get a little too comfortable. They sometimes cross lines, don't have clear boundaries the things that they're saying, just the types of conversations they're having in general around certain people aren't always appropriate. And I think that sometimes it's because the lines do get blurred. You know, these are the people that you spend the most time with. So you're going happy hours, you're drinking, you're having um, casual settings with people who you work with on a daily basis. And that can get kind of confusing for some people. So I think that you just always have to remember that you're at work. Even when you're just at a softball game with your coworkers, or if you play on like, a a soccer team with them you're at work you're always at work when you're with your coworkers, Um, and I think it is important to always remember that and not forget that and just keep that top of mind and are there any really common mistakes that you've heard or seen um, maybe young professionals making that you think oh man try to avoid this if you can Um, I would say the thing that is most common, I think it's an accounting thing too, because of the type of, um, the type of mindset a lot of people have to have to get through the coursework of accounting is it is very competitive and you do have to be a high performer. You do have to be really smart. So a lot of times when you come out of college, you feel like you have a lot of knowledge and you feel like, you know, I won't say everything, but you feel like, you know what you need to know. The biggest mistake that you could have is going into your first role or even your second role, thinking that you don't really have much to learn and you're ready. Like, oh, no, no, I understand. I got it. And that's just simply not the case. You will be the least experienced person on your team. You will be the person who's the least knowledgeable. If you're working with people who have 10, 20, 15 years of experience above you, be willing to learn from those individuals and understand that you don't know more than them. And that's okay. Um, you, you, what, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Um, so a lot of things, I think people where they mess up, if they come in as an intern or as a first year staff, thinking that they don't really have a lot to learn, that they're not receptive to constructive feedback. And that hurts you in your growth. And you're not able to really 
um, take on, you're, you're not able to be mentored if you're someone who feels like you already have all the information you need. So just come in the door ready to learn because college only gives you the information and it only prepares you to be ready. Like, okay, now you're ready to learn. You're not necessarily ready to act. So everything that you're doing um, once you get into that, that role, you'll, you will need help and you will have questions. And that's a good thing. If you're frustrated, that means you're learning. That's what one of the partners that I used to work with always said, and I was always frustrated, but it is very true. Um, so just, you have to kind of humble yourself and recognize, okay, I'm in, I'm in the small leagues right now, but that's okay. If you could give advice to a college student or maybe a non-traditional student who's maybe thinking of choosing accounting, what would you tell them? Accounting, the possibilities are endless in terms of your career. You don't have to work in public accounting. You don't have to work in corporate accounting. But any job that you do, any business that you work for, accounting is essentially going to be a part of it. So it's a fantastic career to get into the options, the possibilities, especially once you have a CPA license, they are truly endless. You can be an entrepreneur if that's what you choose. Um, but whatever you look at, any company you look at, there is always going to be some accounting involved. So um, it's just a fantastic career to get into. It's not separate from technology. It's not separate from STEM. Um, a lot of people think of like engineering and or tech as certain things, but accounting fits right in with a lot of those. Um, so I think that it's important to just see it as more broad than just number crunching. Accounting is not like a math thing. A lot of people think, oh, you must be good at math, but it's, it's so much more than that. So I think people should explore accounting and really start to talk to people about different types of careers that they can have in accounting. Thank you to Courtney for taking the time to speak with me about her blog and advice for students and young professionals. If you'd like to read more, you can go to theaccountingstruggle.com. What would you like to hear on the podcast? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. And please remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.